Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business His way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Hi, friends. Y'all, I am so dang excited to introduce you guys to Jody Watkins, our guest today. She and I actually connected through uh, this podcast, actually. She was a listener, and I'll let her tell the story in just a second to of how she found me. But you guys, she's a really huge deal. She's a top leader over at Rodan and Fields. She leads a team of over 20,000, and together they do volume of millions every single month. And she's also a mama to four, two of them her own biological, two of them adopted. I wait for you to learn a little bit more about them. But Jody, I'm just so thankful for you to take the time to share a little bit of your heart and story this morning with us. Are you kidding? I am so honored to be here. It's so amazing. It's a God thing. It's a total God thing how I even found you. And so I, can I share that? Is that good? Yes. Oh my gosh, please do. I just <laughs> okay. can't get over this story. Before we get started, I just have to share. I was headed to retreat with some of my leaders and across my little dashboard came an email from Bob Heilig and it was his latest podcast. And honestly, up until that time, I had never even done any kind of training under him. So even just getting an email from him, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting because I didn't know how he got my email address, but I'm sure I signed up for something. I'm sure it wasn't his fault. And so it was him interviewing you. And I listened to that podcast that day and just could feel God and his love. I loved your heart. I loved his heart and was just so blown away by what you were doing. So I actually went and you hadn't even released your first podcast yet, <laughs> I think. Okay. So then I just kept watching for it and watching for it. And you released it and you interviewed Bob, which was just also just a sweet time for me to hear his heart, which really aligned very much with my heart of love, mm-hmm. serve, grow, of just serving other people, not trying to get something, but trying to give something. So from then on, you had me hooked and I thought, (laughs) this is an amazing, I loved your podcast. I loved what it shared, what it stood for. And so I do always try to share it. I haven't shared about your grandma yet yet lately. Oh my gosh. I've listened to that one. Oh my gosh, Heather, no wonder you are an overachiever because she (laughs) (laughs) two books, businesses. I mean, she just, and then went through after she lost her husband. It was moving and what a treasure to have her voice for you to pass on to your own family for generations. Oh my gosh. It means the world to me so much, Jody, for you to number one, listen and listen to all of them. I know my grandmother's not in network marketing, obviously, but at the same time, she has impacted, there's no telling how many people she has impacted through all that she's done. But one of the things that warms my heart the most is the way that you've shared this with your team, which we'll get in more of the business, but just the fact that you've sent me messages of how you've shared it with some of the ladies on your team who have been impacted and inspired by the story shared. So that just means the world to me. You have no idea. Oh, it is so good. I mean, I will continue to share because people need to be listening. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Yay. Well, I love that. Well, let's get to know you a little bit more because I am learning all kinds of things about you. Kind of for the first time, we connected, of course, on Instagram. I've been going back and forth. We finally are cell phone buddies. <laughs> but at the same time, 
I can't wait to learn some things that I've never learned about you, you know, live right here on this podcast. So tell us a little bit more about the backstory. Tell us about growing up, where you're from, all the things. All right. So I grew up in Houston, went to First Baptist Church of Houston School from sixth grade to 12th grade and just loved it. Loved living there in Houston and grew up. My parents were divorced when I was one. And so my mom remarried when I was three. So, I mean, I had an amazing family, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that everybody had two dads and they went and visited one every <laughs> while. <laughs> so I didn't even understand the whole dynamic of it. I just thought it was normal and was felt very loved, never felt oh. lost or anything. So very thankful. I had a great, great family. Well, that's awesome. And it has to be super encouraging to anyone who has either divorced themselves or I'm also a child of divorce myself. And so I know that it can impact in a lot of ways, but what a beautiful story that even something hard or something not great, the Lord can obviously use for our good. So I love that that you have kind of shared that. So it sounds like you grew up in the church and in kind of a Christian school environment. How did you come to know the Lord or when did you give your life to Christ? All right. So I was at a church camp. I was 11 years old. Um, always went to church. And so when church camp came around, parents sent me off to church camp. And the guy was talking about, <laughs> this is very elementary, okay? The guy was talking about that you have a little guy sitting on your shoulder that tells you to do bad things. And then you have a little guy on your shoulder telling you to do good things. And just shared with us that if you will believe in God, trust in him, if you believe that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved from yourself and saved from you making bad decisions. And I just heard it and I was like, I absolutely, I want to make good decisions. (laughs) And so I jumped up and walked down. I never even looked around to see if somebody else was coming or if I needed to, which is just kind of how I've lived my life is just always doing whatever I felt like was on my heart to do and became a Christian then went home and told my mom and she was so excited And I mean, I never even felt that pressure to do that. So I was kind of nervous even to share it with her. And she was like, oh, this is amazing. And then just from then on, definitely always was aware of God, that he was in my life, just always saw different ways that he was present. So kind of a silly little story, but we do have those good and bad guys talking to us all the time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We were just talking about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. All the time. Right. And it's so easy not to skip ahead, but we were talking about that, that in business and life in general, the Lord is right there, especially when we're given that gift of the Holy Spirit. Like he's right there telling us exactly what to do. And we just need to do it and get over any fear and negative thoughts that are in our mind to just trust him to know that he's got a plan that's more often than not way better than anything that we could imagine. Yeah. And even when it's not. Oh my gosh. Yes. But he's faithful. Every time he's faithful, to work it for his glory. Even the scripture that says God works all things to his good. And my pastor said one time, all things aren't good. Right. All things aren't good, but he can work everything for his good. And that's the truth. Yeah. Romans 8, 28. It's my life verse. And I don't even know if I said that on this podcast. I guess, I don't know if I have or not, but it's my very favorite verse in the entire Bible. And it's such a great example like you said, that not everything is going to be good in our lives, but he will work it all for good. And I know that you've experienced that through your family a little bit too, right? So tell us about your being a mama and when you got married and a little bit more about that side of your life. Um, Well, I have two biological and two adopted kiddos. I was married before. So not only did I come from a divorced family, but I was divorced. My ex-husband decided he didn't want to be married anymore. 
And then I swore off men. <laughs> I was like, I can do this by myself. But at the time I had a five-year-old and met my husband who now I'm with, who is just an amazing man of God, um, listens to the voice of God. He sees visions for what God wants us to do and just an amazing guy. So we had a child together. And when she was born, we knew something wasn't quite, well, actually it was perfectly right. It's exactly how God made her. But she had Williams syndrome, which is similar to Down syndrome. She had a chromosomal abnormality. So we have her. She's almost 15 this next week. And then we adopted two. My husband, he's the sweetest thing. He rolled over in bed one time and he said, hey, I love Elijah, which is my oldest. I love Elijah just as much as I love Andy, which is the one that we had together. And he said, so I could totally adopt and love them all. And I know it was the biggest. I was like, what in the world? And so we adopted two more after Andy. And they're really close in age, right? Did you do it around the same time or was it? No, goodness, no. So we adopted Chesney. That's our 12-year-old and um, a cutest little thing. But we got a call for him through social services. So he called us and I wanted a child between two and four. (laughs) I didn't want to get up in the middle of the night. But God had different plans and they called and Chesney was born and his mom was sick. And so she could not take him. And so... I got this call. So we went out there and I mean, just the cutest little thing and fell in love with him. And a year and a half later, our phone rings. All of our family is loaded up in the car to go to the beach. My phone rings. Jonathan, my husband answers it and he hangs up the phone and he says, we just had a little girl. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I should tell you, Heather, I am 10 years older than Jonathan. So I am. Oh my gosh. I did not just have a little girl and I like sleeping through the night. I just got this one. <laughs> and he said, no, honey. He said, Chesney's little sister was just <gasps> born and we cannot leave her at the hospital. And I oh said, you gosh. know what? Um, I said, Jonathan, we've got to pray. I knew that I would need paperwork before they would even let me hold her having gone through it with Chesney. So I said, we need to just pray and know that we were ordained to be her parents. Cause we knew yeah. that God had ordained us to be Chesney's parents. And so We drove two and a half hours to the beach. And by the time we got there, I was like, okay. I mean, I think this would be the best thing for both of them to have each other. And they are just the best of friends. And they look the same size. So everybody thinks they're twins and all that kind of stuff, but they're not. He's a year and a half older than she is. And then I just, I mean, we're firm believers that God chose us to be their parents before they were ever born. And since they've been little, I've always told them, hey, Sadie, if I give Chesney a gift for you and he carries it across the house and hands it to you, is that your gift or Chesney's gift? And she'll say, oh no, it's my gift. And uh-huh. I said, and that's exactly what God did with their birth mom is that she carried it, but they were always my gift and our gift. Anyway, so that's our crazy little biological <laughs> two adults and kiddos. Yeah, they are amazing and so much fun. So much fun. So thankful. Although they want to adopt more. And again, I want to adopt <laughs> on a podcast because God will be like jokes on you <laughs> yeah right oh my gosh well your husband did say Jonathan said well just adopt all the kids and the Lord's like okay <laughs> well it's funny because that is well goodness here I go talking on a podcast but the Lord does call us at James is one of my favorite books of the Bible and it, you know, we are called to care for widows and orphans and I think there's a lot of ways to do that I think it doesn't always have to look like foster and adopting but the fact that he's called you and equipped you to do it multiple times. I mean, that's just what an amazing testimony. And I know that's a perfect example of I'm sure life is not always easy (laughs) raising four kiddos. 
big range of ages in middle school. You know, I'm all in the middle school mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's trying yeah, to find themselves. I'm like, hurry up and find yourself. <laughs> yes. Well, now tell me about your work life. Cause I know that before your company, which you've been with RNF for eight years, you said, and I definitely want to hear more about that story, but have you been a stay-at-home mama before that? Or did you have corporate life? What was that? No, no, I was a registered nurse. So yeah, a post-surgical cardiac nurse and actually was training to be a forensic nurse, a sexual assault nurse when I found direct sales or rodeo and field. So I did that. And then Jonathan was a police officer. So we were both in those public service jobs and I loved it. I never thought even after I started doing well in Red Inn Fields, I was like, well, I'll just do, when you're a sexual assault nurse, you come in, you get on call for the weekend. That's back when we had those little pager things. <laughs> I thought, I'll just do that. I'll just work one weekend a month and be on call and never give up nursing. But God had different plans and I did love it. And then I really, when I started being successful, never thought that I would not be nursing. I never thought that it would even replace that income but did immediately think, gosh, if I could get Jonathan out of his job, because that was a very stressful job. And he had graduated from Clemson University and had gone up there and right outside of Washington, D.C. and uh, had been 13 years in the police department. So that was our little crazy life. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, and we were talking about this a little bit before, and I can't wait for you to share that RNF, you joined seven years after they started, right? So seven years into their amazing journey for being the top skincare company in the United States, which is pretty insane. But that was seven years in. And so I think a lot of people think like, oh, you have to be in in the beginning to have success. And that has not been the case for you. So how did you find RNF? And what did that look like for you? I know that you've said that it was 100% from the Lord. So walk <laughs> us through how you found it. Okay, so it really started, I joined Rodana Fields in April of 2013. But it really started about four months earlier, my husband and I were going to a leadership meeting with our church and they were going to do build a building. And so they had asked all the leaders, there's about 150 of us. They had asked all of us to pray about giving toward that over the next two Mm -hmm. years. And then they would go and present that in front of the church. And so on the way there, my husband and I are chatting, what are we going to give over the next two years? And we came up with this number. It would require us to just make different decisions, not have as many vacations, or if we got my family owned a business, if we got a bonus through that business, then we would put it toward this. So it was doable. And we went to this meeting and my pastor spoke. And this was when we were living in Virginia and he shared about just reaching people far from God and helping them come alive by knowing him. My palms sweat right now, just telling you the story, but my heart just started racing And I felt like God was saying we should double what we had committed to give. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right, Heather. Because I was like, we maybe sort of can kind of do the, what we committed to, but we surely cannot absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, we cannot give that much to double it, took it over six figures. It was way outside of anything we could have fathomed. And like any good Christian, I just made a deal with God right there. (laughs) And I just said, hey, Lord, we just discussed the amount right before we came in. There's no reason that Jonathan should ask me. But if this is not emotional and this is from you, then he needs to ask me, what do I think? Or he needs to ask me about it because I don't want to make an emotional decision. I don't want to lead us astray. 
And knowing kind of in my mind that he's not going to ask me because literally we just said the number as we were walking into this meeting. And so Jonathan started filling out the card. Yeah, (laughs) maybe he started filling out the card and he got to the little place where you fill out the number and he looked over at me and he said, hey, what do you think? And I just started bawling and he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What do you think? And I said, I think we're supposed to double it. And he goes, me too. He writes down this number that is just crazy. I mean, we'll require both of us to work overtime, which we don't want to do. We want to be with our kids, but through the police department and through nursing, you can always pick up overtime. And we were like, oh my gosh. I mean, I was sobbing. One of the pastors of the church later came up and he's like, it was so sweet to just see how excited and how overwhelmed you were to give. And I go, no, 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 no. I'm not (laughs) excited. I'm not. I am overwhelmed because I have no idea how God's going to do this. I just have no idea. And then we started, that was in January. And then we started giving and Jonathan and I were on opposite Fridays paying bill or getting paid. Mm-hmm. And so every time we get paid, I would just be like, we have $57 to go to the grocery store. And after we paid everything and paid my commitment. And he was like, it's okay. It's okay. We can do it. God said to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to trust him. And then the next Friday we'd get paid and he'd say, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? I'd be like, it's okay. God said, <laughs> obedience brings blessing. And so we did that. January, February, March, April. And so when I called my friend because I needed skincare products because my splotchy skin, because I come from the generation where we thought it was cool to lay out in the sun with no sunscreen. Mm -hmm. She said to me, have you thought of doing this, something like this as a business? I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) But as I started over 24 hours looking at the business, and then I just felt like God was saying, this is going to be a way, not the way. I mean, I really hoped to make $500 a month. That was my goal. Um, A thousand dollars a month. I thought I'll be like, I'll do cartwheels. That'll be crazy. But $500 a month would be great. But that then we can use that toward this crazy commitment that we've made to our church. And God just flew out the doors. And I love that he just reminds us that he doesn't need our money. He just needs our obedience. And so that's really I think what allowed me to even be open to looking at a business like this was just the idea of, okay, we can help pay that. And then if we can make just $500, then maybe I can tuck my kids in bed one more night and not have to work in the hospital. Oh my gosh, that story. And I remember you telling me a little bit about that the first time we chatted on Instagram about how you essentially founded your business, your marketing business on giving back to the Lord. And of course, he's going to show up and bless that. And so it's amazing, first of all, to, to see how your obedience, like you said, resulted in that blessing in that season. And I'm sure you guys were able to make that commitment just as you were called to do, right? Oh, yeah. Our last, so we did that over a year and a half. And our last check that I wrote to them was $32,000. <laughs> It's just crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, we had to be, you know, work, but he gave us the avenue to do it. And man, it's allowed us in our business to continue to be obedient when he says, do this or do this or do this, instead of us thinking, gosh, I sure would like to build my dream house. (laughs) God's like, no, not quite yet. We have a couple more things to do. It's allowed us to be obedient because we know the blessing of obedience. Oh, amen to that. Well, obviously, I know you were busy working mama for little kids, right? At that time, they were, what, toddlers? Two, yeah, two, yeah. three. Eight. Oh, and that's a tough age. We just got back from beach vacation with my, <laughs> my nieces and nephews. And I was like, okay, this is a lot. Uh, I definitely don't know how mamas do it when 
four plus kids because there were five kids and it was a lot. Anyways, so you're obviously incredibly busy and it can be really overwhelming, I know, to hear all the noise around you. So how did you quiet your mind to be able to hear and trust the Lord? Do you have a way to kind of still yourself like you start the day in the presence of the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I, every single morning, just get up and spend time, a little bit of time in worship and just in his word. And so he can just speak through me with whatever I'm reading that morning. And then I have a group that's just crazy. So I do all that. I usually get up about 4.30, do all that. Mm -hmm. And then at six, I meet with other people on Zoom. And this last year we've read through the Bible and it's just an amazing group because we just bounce things off of one another and just keep our focus on what really truly matters. So I think absolutely spending time with them, spending time in community. I mean, I was just thinking before this podcast, we were praying and I was like, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me another friend that desperately wants to hear your voice. So I think the more you strive for that, then God just continues to surround you with people that are like that. And it helps through the hard times because they're not always good. Yeah, you're exactly right. And your virtual group, are they in business as well? Or is it from your church? A couple of years ago, had a retreat at our land on our hundred acres because I wanted my team to see what this business can build. And we yeah, built yes. the dog kennel. It's called Pet Commander Kennels and it employs special needs. Oh. Our little Andy. And then we built a haven house, which is a five bedroom, five bath house that is a safe haven for women that have been abused. And wow. so I wanted them to see like, this is what this business can do and what you can do. And I tell our team all the time, it can pay your bills. It can pay off school loans. It can pay for a great little beach vacation. It can do all those things. But don't forget that it also can fulfill that passion that God has put in your heart. And we all have different ones, right? Yes. I love T.D. Jakes, Jonathan, my husband always quotes T.D. Jakes. It says, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion, because your passion will lead you to your purpose. And um, I challenge my team all the time, hey, figure out what your purpose is. I mean, there's tons of people. I won't name them because it's sad. Actors and actresses and entrepreneurs that are very wealthy that have made bazillions of dollars that kill themselves. So this whole money thing is not the end all be all. It is truly when you find your calling and then it brings a whole new life into that business because you're doing it for something so much greater. I mean, I know Bob talks about that so much, mm -hmm. but this business, this journey has just been nothing short of just God. I mean, he shows up day after day. Oh my gosh. Well, I know you've already shared a couple of little tidbits of stories, but specifically in your business, can you think of a time of either testing or trial? Because obviously eight years in the business, you've seen it all. You've seen ups and downs and everything is kind of cyclical in any type of business and certainly in direct sales. But is there a time of kind of testing or trial that you can think of where you knew the Lord was in it with you, even if it was hard? Yeah, I think a couple different things come to mind, but I think Rodana Fields for a couple year and a half, they had a new title called Legacy. And I had hit that title once, but so desperately wanted to you mm -hmm. know, read that title that really learned and realized that wasn't fulfilling. Yes. The end all be all for me. What's fulfilling to me is when I bring someone in and help them just earn $500 to $1,000 because I can help them do that. And that's life changing. And so I really had to redesign and align my goals to realize that no title, no amount of money, none of that's going to be satisfying to me. What's going to be satisfying is when I can look across 
to my front line and know that I've helped to change lives, which allows a mom to stay home or allows a mom to pay for her kids to do travel soccer or whatever, a single person to kind of personal development, find themselves or whatever the thing is. So I think that anytime that we try to reach for something and don't hit it, we think it's a failure. And the truth is that the success is in the journey, right? We learned that. Yeah, that's a great example. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because in this business model, there are a lot of kind of destination focused opportunities, if you will, whether it's a car or a rank or something like that. But ultimately, those, just like you said, they're not what brings you fulfillment. They're not what brings you that joy and happiness. Because again, you've got millionaires and famous people left and right who almost can't get enough cars to fill a garage, right? And that's not bringing them joy and happiness. But when you can help and shift your purpose on how you can serve others. And I love that the amount that you said that 500 to 1000 is exactly what you wanted. You never dreamed or intended to build the type of business and income that you have from your business. And that's what most people want. They just want something for themselves. A lot of people, I think, really want the community aspect of it. You know, a lot of moms feel can be very lonely. I know (laughs) to feel like you are just stuck talking to a bunch of little people, right? All day. And so to be connected to other driven minded leaders who are also different from you, I think is really important and really, really special. So I love that, that he's allowed that for you. Well, who would you say, and I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this, are some God-centered mentors that you look up to in the business, either they can be in your company or network marketing or completely outside of it? Well, I have a lot. I mean, when I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, okay, but I may mean, have one lady that I meet with periodically. She's named Kathy and she's 80 something and she's just precious. She just reminds oh. me, comment or tell your husband three things each day that you love about him. I mean, just all that, you know, make sure you spend time with your kids, serve God. At one time I was telling her about business stuff and I was like, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. Like I'm not getting everything done. And she said, well, what are your goals? And so I was like, well, reach out to this many people that did all the different things I wanted to do. And she said, well, why don't you just try to touch base with one person and see how you could serve them? Mm. And I'm like, "Mm, great idea. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Just a great reminders. But I think when I think of someone that's changed my life, changed my faith, I think that person is Robert Morris and he is a pastor out of Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. He's also been the pastor for some of our presidents. He's an amazing man. And uh, he wrote a book called The God I Never Knew. And it was about the Holy Spirit. And I grew up in a Baptist church. and We did not talk about the Holy Spirit because he was weird. (laughs) And I love what Robert Morris says in his book. He's like, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. (laughs) (laughs) the the Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. And we refer to, he said, I wish that we would have given it a different name, like Tom or Jim, because the reason your heart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So funny, but he just says that the reason it's the Holy Spirit is because it's God's spirit. So it's holy. And he just opened my mind to knowing the Holy Spirit as a person and having a relationship. I grew up in a church that we always said, ask Jesus into your heart. And really Jesus sits at the right hand of God, the father in heaven and the Holy spirit that's with us every single day that helps us hear what he wants us to do, impact the lives that we want to impact all those kind of things. So I definitely, I would have to say Robert Morris and he has amazing sermons. So check them all out. 
on gateway.com full site, but just an incredible man. Wow. I am not sure that I've ever heard of any of his stuff. So I can't wait to listen because <laughs> it's just such a reminder. I think anytime you can kind of simplify the gospel or really, well, like you said, when you gave your life to Christ back when you were little, it's, it's really <laughs> simple. It doesn't have to be this grand, complicated thing. It's really just putting your trust and faith in him and believing in the resurrection and inviting him into your heart. Like you said, Jim, (laughs) (laughs) AKA Jim, just kidding. So I love that. I think that really is amazing. Well, what about any maybe tools or resources? Like do you use a planner or anything like that, that you have found to be beneficial specific to your business? I think that the thing that I found beneficial at join this business, I was given the challenge to reach out to 200 people and talk to them about what kind of skincare they were using. And I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of girl. (laughs) So I did that in like the first three days. And so I think what I've learned in this business, the tool that I've learned is that it's not about doing all the things really, really compact. It's about doing a little bit every single day. And that's also what gives you the freedom instead of just, sitting down and sending out message after message or trying to touch base with people or meeting people or connecting with them. Again, we talked about this before, but not even to sell skincare because that's not my goal. My goal is to serve them. And I mean, they might need skincare. They might need a business or they might need to hear one of your podcasts. And I better be shooting that over to them so that can encourage them or they might need to know where the local Mexican food restaurant is. But just learning to do that a little bit every single day. I mean, I I believe that's why we were created. It's for connection. And I think that's the thing that's changed my business is realizing that it's not doing all the stuff just head on all the time. It's about consistently, authentically, genuinely with your heart doing it every day a little bit. Oh, man, if that's not business gold right there, I don't know what is. (laughs) And I guarantee you that is why that you've been able to have the success. Of course, the Lord has equipped you with all of it along the way, but you just obediently trust him with what he gives you each day, whether that's one person, whether that's three people, or like you said at the beginning, going in all in with 200 in three days, that's a lot. So I just love hearing and learning more about your story of business. And it's no doubt listening to the ways that you've been faithful to him, that he has just showed up in so many ways for you. Do you have anything else that you want to share? Anything else that comes to mind that you want to share with us? Well, this business, it's not easy, but we're not digging ditches. And most direct sales (laughs) haven't found the one that's digging ditches. So it's (laughs) consistently, but it's been such a blessing. I mean, it's provided for Andy my special needs one, it's provided a business that's going to give her a safe place to work. It provided for my other two because they taught us how important it was to have a haven, to have a safe haven for people. And so that led us to building the home that we built. And then for my 26-year-old, which I haven't talked about a whole lot, you just had a guest on that actually shared about addiction. And my 26-year-old in 2018, I was actually speaking out in Phoenix, Arizona with several other doctors about Rodenfields from stage. And right before I went on, I found out that he was in the ER and his blood alcohol was 0.23. And so just devastating, not having any idea that was going on with him and then being on that journey with him, but being able to say to him, hey, do you want to go to rehab? And for him to put his little head down and say, yeah, yeah, I I can't do it. I've tried and I can't do it. And to be able to write a $25,000 check, I mean, I would have done Rodana Fields a million times over 
to be able to make that decision right there. So I think one of the things that I would say is that you never know. People always join a direct sales business and they think, well, I don't know what it's going to do for me. I don't know about me. I don't know about me. And I would just challenge you, stop thinking about what it's going to do for you. Maybe your one yes is going to provide something that's life-changing for somebody else, whether it's your kids, like it has for me, or whether it's other friends or whatever. It's not always about us. It's about what our yes can do for all the other people that, that can be impacted. Oh my gosh, what an amazing reminder. And I always love to just remind myself that God's math is not like our math, right? And he can and will provide and something that seems daunting on the front end or while you're going through it. And I know Kelly that you mentioned, Kelly Nordfell, it's actually today, it's her birthday, oh, which is exciting. That was I haven't gotten to post about that one either, but that was so great. And I should say, I mean, Elijah has a trust, my oldest. And so he ended up getting money out of the trust and paying for it himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was such a ownership thing for him, but to yeah. be able to not have money be the reason why he couldn't go to rehab, man, what a right. just what an amazing thing. Oh gosh. Well, Jody, I'm just so thankful for you taking the time to just so beautifully share all of the goodness. And I know there's so much more <laughs> to it. And I can't wait to get to know you more and be a part of this journey with you and link arms. And I know that it's so many have been inspired by what you said today. So where can they find you to learn a little bit more about you and follow your journey? Um, on Instagram, it's just Jody Watkins, super easy. Um, on Facebook, it's a little harder because my husband and I share Facebook. <laughs> so it's Jonathan Jody Watkins on Facebook. And so that's where we are. We have our little websites for our little businesses, but nothing that's really my little website. It's yeah. all just all the things that we're doing. So Anyway, thank you so much. Such a blessing. And, and I am so excited to see the 357th episode one day. And <laughs> <laughs> God has done this. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that too. And I just love that, that you've been a part of it from literally the beginning. So thank you so much again for your time today and for your encouragement for me and for this podcast and for continuing to share. It just means the world and how cool that now you get to share your story with a lot of people on your team who might not have heard it and then of course impact people way beyond that as well. So thank you again, Jody. I'm so thankful. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes and don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.